What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Hernishan, joined, as always, by the $500 million to my Patrick Mahomes, my colleague my uh, over at Blue Chip Scouting, the best goddamn co-host in the business, Devin Jackson. Devin, how you doing today, man? Well, I'm doing great. The intro, man, it was top tier, but I'm doing good, man. Uh, glad to have you back. I've been the person introducing the podcast, so that was a little weird not doing it that time uh, for the third straight week. But uh, glad to have you back. Uh, you know, crazy week of football, injuries, you know, teams playing well, teams playing poorly. I mean, you got pretty much everything in, in this, you know, pretty much different football season you know it's it's not nowhere near any other one you mean you got some teams that have fans some teams that don't it's just a weird situation all around but you know we have some we have some quality games some quality football but at the same time we've had some really god-awful football so yeah we'll we'll get into that in in a minute uh before we we do though. I just want to say um, it feels really good to be back and doing this again. I've been looking forward to this now for two weeks. Uh, I was just going through some some personal stuff that I needed to kind of work my way through, and I I like to kind of bring that high energy uh, you know uh, approach to the podcast. And I just didn't feel like the last two weeks I was going to be able to do that given what was going on. And I want to thank our our listeners. Um, and, uh, you know, those who follow us on Twitter that reached out to me, that were there for me when I needed. I appreciate all of you. Uh, big shout out to Corey Kinnon and uh, Jeremiah Bogan. Those guys are awesome. Thank you for stepping in for me on such short notice. Um, but, yeah, I'm back. I have taken my rightful place at the throne of um, of, of being uh the he- you know one of the head honchos true big shot energy uh if you will um you know uh for those that are watching this on YouTube yes this is an incredibly bad knockoff Chuba Hubbard jersey which can only lead to good things um but yeah we as you said we had some truly dreadful football um and some good football you and I were talking before we went on air that we've had uh, you know, really highs and lows, uh, going into this week, uh, for college. There had only been 40 games played and had 29 postponed or canceled. They had a fill-in game because Houston was supposed to face, I think Memphis, Baylor had an open week. So they were supposed to face each other. And then that game still got postponed or canceled. It's just, this has been an utter crapshoot. Trying to scout these games as they happen is a nightmare. I think for the most part, it's probably just going to be a wait till the end of the season and just enjoy whatever football we've got. Um, and then you, you mentioned we had some god-awful football. Some teams had fans, some teams didn't. And my team, the Philadelphia Eagles, were booed by an empty stadium. I learned something yesterday. I learned that it was possible to be booed by an empty stadium. What a terrible team. And here's the thing. <laughs> I, I went on this rant. I guess we're starting with the NFL because I've already, <laughs> I've already gotten into it. I went into this on Twitter that, okay, first of all, I am starting the hashtag Oy Vey for Sine. 
Sorry, Oive for Penay. I've mixed up his first and last name. You can tell I'm a little rusty on this. It's Penay Sewell, Mike. Penay Sewell. Oive for Penay. Um, good God. Okay, so if they lost in week one, I didn't even get a chance to talk about week one. Eight sacks to Washington. Now, that is one of – Devin, for those who are listening to this and not watching this on YouTube, by the way, this is absolutely fine, both Blue Chip Scouting and my personal YouTube. It's literally just my first and last name. And you can see Devin just losing his mind at this, and this is fantastic. But he's muted his microphone because he's laughing too hard. So, eight sacks to Washington. That is one of the best front fours in the game. How bad is – LA's pass rush that they didn't get a single sack against a bunch of ragtag sixth and seventh round offensive linemen. And another thing. All right. So, Howie, this is what happens when you give no fucks about, part of my language, no fucks about proper team building. This is what happens when in the same draft you draft three of the exact same wide receiver because Jalen Rieger, T- uh, John Hightower, and Quez Watkins are essentially the exact same person then you waste a second-round pick on a backup quarterback. That could have been used as an offensive tackle. Like, Josh Jones was still there, and you said, no, bro, I'm good. Um, You, for years, have picked your offensive lineman in, like, rounds five, six, seven. Um, You know, Jordan Mailata, Prince Tego Winogo, who you then cut, and that was your best pick this year. Great job. Um, you know, Jack Driscoll, um, there have been other offensive linemen that they picked later that I can't remember. Um, but yeah, seventh round offensive tackles, former rugby players that have never played football before. And these are who you're trotting out at right tackle because Lane Johnson's hurt. Oh boy. Andre Dillard is hurt. And 38 year old Jason Taylor, uh, not Jason Peters, uh, is having to fill in for him. I don't know what a Nate Herbig is, but he shouldn't be starting at right guard. Um, all of this just screams bad. You wasted a third pick, a third round pick on whatever Davion Taylor is. I don't even know what that is, let alone why he was picked in the third round. Like, this is what happens. You go from championship team to disgrace in three years. You know Carson Wentz, dating back to his time in North Dakota State, has had injury problems. You might want to protect him with an offensive line. Just a thought. Or get him some wide receivers that can catch. Because I'll tell you, Jalen Rieger, eh, he's shown he can occasionally catch. Which is not exactly the highest of praise. But given what I thought of him going into the the class, I guess that's an improvement. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside still sucks. Still sucks. You can call him Arcega Whiteside, Arcega Whiteside, doesn't matter, he still sucks. That's my rant. This team sucks. I am so looking forward to... You know what? This has showed me one thing, Devin, and Devin has still not stopped laughing. This has just accelerated the, you know, the rebuild. Because this team wasn't going to be a title contender last year. This team went 9-7 and seven last year, barely scraped into the playoffs and lost in round one. And this year, they're just not going to make the playoffs. I didn't know if they could, even with the expanded playoff system. I still didn't, wasn't sure if they could because I didn't think they were going to stay healthy enough. Not only are they not healthy enough, this team ain't got no depth. You are The floor is yours now. <laughs> well, um, 
I don't you know how to fall back. That was my first one back. Nah. I, I honestly, I was waiting until probably like 10, 20 minutes in, and then you're just gonna fly off the handle. Uh, yeah, so the Eagles, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, let's talk about some other football teams. Um, let's do that. That, that sounds like how a about, great idea. how about we, how about we talk about that nightcap last night? That was a fantastic game. That, that was. was. I, game. I caught the highlights because, I mean, you know me. I don't like watching my sports all that live. Yeah. Especially, especially on a Sunday night. I'll tell you, the last time I actually watched a Sunday nighter was like three years ago. You want to know why? Because 90 Day Fiance is my thing. And when I got home from work yesterday, I had a nice cold beer, threw out some 90 Day Fiance, and went, I will watch the, I will watch the half. All right. All right. I will have to admit, I didn't watch the game till the second half. I watched Big Brother on CBS. So <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to lie about that. I watched Big Brother on CBS before I watched the game. Uh, but I watched the second half. <laughs> That counts. It was 14-14 at halftime. Uh, but yeah, this Cam the greatest looked, podcast intro <laughs> we've ever had. Cam Cam Newton looked really good last night. I think um, he's really shut down a lot of people that doubted if he was still an NFL quarterback. So he played really well last night. Russell Wilson is the MVP right now. Uh, I'm really not trying to hear anything different at this point. He's he's the MVP. Um, he's a front runner. Kyler Murray's behind him. Lamar, Patrick Mahomes, all those are like grouped at two, but one right now is Russell Wilson. He is the best quarterback in the NFL right now, and they're finally letting him throw the football and let him make plays with his arm. I'm tired of seeing Seattle run the ball 30 times for 90 yards, and that time is up. Now we get to finally see Russ Cook. So I'm glad about that. I'm glad that he finally gets to air it out and, and does what he does best. Uh, so that game was that game was a good game. Thinking about some other games yesterday, Kyler Murray looked fantastic. He absolutely destroyed the Washington football team. Um, Something Carson Wentz could not do. Yeah, uh, I mean, we knew Washington, the Washington football team, were not going to be world beaters. I mean, I will never get used to saying that. I, Especially I, considering next year they're going to be something else. I have yeah. literally just started calling them the name redacteds. Yeah, I just. Just Washington, the Washington football team. I mean, it's just honestly, so much to say. It's it's a mouthful, and to quote Trevor Noah of the Daily Show when it happened, it's like when you talk to that friend that wants to try to be cool and say they watch the game. Oh, who's your favorite team? The Washington football team. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, but it's weird. It's weird, especially when you have to say things like you know, when I was tweeting that game. I'm like, yeah, all right. So that was a bad drive. Touchdown football team. That's not something I ever thought I would have to say, but I will continue to do that. It was weird. Uh, some <laughs> other games, uh, Justin Herber made his debut yesterday. Looked all right. He looked okay. Yeah. Especially uh, he, considering he was literally told, like, right before the game that he was going to be starting. I don't think we've ever actually covered the NFL on this show. Nope. Nope. Nope, nice. not really. <laughs> it's kind of nope. nice. It was a uh... anyway. We're not gonna get into that. Um, <laughs> I see a lot of people saying, "Yeah, that's my QB one." Yeah, whatever. Right. Sure, it was. Right. Sure, it was. That's my QB three. It's like it's like oh yeah, that's my QB one. It's like okay, congrats, bro. He made one tight window throw. All right, relax. He he played well yesterday, but all right, we'll see when happens when teams scheme against him. We'll see. Yeah, because teams literally schemed against Joe Burrow. Like, come nope. on. And he has a way better offensive line than Joe Burrow, so 
Ah, uh, that mean, is that is uh, debatable. Well, not way, not way I've, better. Have but... you seen Sam Tevy have to play left tackle? Do you see the Bengals? Yes. Joe yes, Williams I... was. I, he made that one good play, but he struggled. I will say this: when Daniel Jeremiah, who has covered the the Chargers for like three years, says that the Chargers cannot go with Sam Tevy or um. Who the hell's the other one? Trey Pipkins playing left tackle again. I'm going to take his word for it. All right. If you want to know behind the curtains, one of the reasons I refuse to, to play with the Chargers in Madden is because those guys are, are both the left tackles for, for, for the Chargers and they were both given a 61 overall. Good God. That's oh, funny. yeah. That is like borderline rosterable. Yeah. You, you would have not had a quarterback ever. <laughs> no. No. Um, yeah, so, you know, that was a, a really good game. Playing not to lose against Kansas City is always a bad idea. It's like, I just, I can't wait for a, a couple games later when we talk about the Falcons. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was puzzling. Like, you, you gotta stay aggressive against Kansas City. You can't, you can't let up. You can't, no, you can't try to keep the ball away. Like, on, Mahomes just, just, I just have no words for that man. It's just every he's game he makes, he's he makes not a, human. he makes a throw. It's just like, how do you, how do you beat that? Devin, how does it feel knowing that Pat Mahomes is only a month older than you? I have no words. <laughs> um, should we, should we talk about Atlanta? No, no, we're gonna save. Oh, we gonna save them for a minute. All right. Who else um, uh, Josh I, I Allen have... is leading the NFL in passing yards. Josh Allen so, is one of like four quarterbacks in NFL history to have like 600 passing yards, 70 uh, completion percentage, zero picks, and like more than five touchdowns or whatever in the first two weeks. And he's joined like I think Drew Brees, Pat Mahomes, and like Dan Marino or something. And can we can we stop writing off quarterbacks after their first couple years? Can can we just stop doing that? Because I feel like everyone just wrote off Josh Allen because first year fifty two percent completion, bunch of turnovers. Last year fifty eight percent. I will say this. I know I they didn't play top competition. Not only that, but we had this same conversation. Not you and me personally. You and I didn't know each other at the time, mm. but. We were having the same conversation with Jared Goff in his second season. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, they wrote him off too early after one year, and look at him, got to the yeah. Super Bowl. I'm a Cal fan, and Jared Goff is still ass. Like <laughs> that was my QB one that year. Yeah, over the guy that my Eagles drafted. There was a big reason why it was because Wentz was already 24. And Goff was 21, and Wentz was injury prone, and got himself locked in a bathroom on on draft night. Um, <laughs> but we had the same talk about Goff, and he's reverted back. Yeah. So I'm skeptical. We had the same talk about Wentz. Yeah. And he's reverted but, but, back. But 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 in Wentz defense. His offensive line is bad. 
His offensive well, and his weapons were bad because yeah. Were well, last hurt. last year was that his weapons were bad. This year it's that his weapons are bad and his offensive line is all either old or injured. So I mean, you do have to take into account that Buffalo has a significantly better offensive line and have yes. weapons. They have oh, Stephon yeah. Diggs. Now he has a wide receiver one. Finally, shocker that if you get your team a, a, a number one wide receiver, they'll play well. Like. Not having John Brown as his number one you know, wide receiver goes a long way. Yeah, when you don't have a, a 5'10 receiver as your number one, it's like, come on, bro. Take note, Howie Roseman, that trying to <laughs> that trying to make 30-year-old Alshon Jeffrey a number one wide receiver is like fitting square peg, round hole. 33-year-old Deshaun Jackson, not a speedster anymore. Really isn't. Poor man's Deshaun Jackson and, J- and Jalen Rieger. Well, there's hope for him. JJ Arcego Whiteside. I'm just, I'm just, I, I went back. So I went back and actually watched back when I used to do just videos for, for you know, for the draft and watched my draft grades for that you know, year. I like the Andre Dillard pick. I still like the Andre Dillard pick. I thought that JJ Arcego Whiteside was such a good pick at the time. And I, when I was watching that the other day, I legitimately have never laughed harder at myself. Oh, okay, man. because I think I, I think I've come a long way since then. Is my point? Because man, he's bad. He is just so bad. <laughs> Indeed, I I don't disagree. He he is he's not good. But he can't say uh, he's not that yeah, yeah, Sorry, yeah, I keep looping it back, back to how bad <laughs> the Eagles are. You can tell it's on my brain. There are 10 0-2 teams this year, and that is shocking. That's a lot. That is a lot. A lot more than I remember in recent history. The but New York Jets are atrocious. I will say one thing. I saw a tweet that said the Minnesota Vikings are the worst team in the NFL, and no. they're not. Nope. Not by a long that shot. That would be the Jets. That, the Jets are just – they're just – they're in a run for Trevor Lawrence at this point. They might like, not win the game. They okay. might not win a game. They may not. They may go 0-16. The Vikings, last like they were kind of competitive against uh, Green Bay, no? Yeah, they were. Then they just, Phillip well, Rivers found the fountain of youth for one game. And, and, and I don't know what's going on with that team. I, I really don't. They. I think I think they're done with Zimmer, man. I think they, they're just tired of, they need a new voice, man. They I need just, a. I mean, they just, fa- like, Indianapolis couldn't score on Jacksonville's depleted defense. That team couldn't score on a prostitute. And they so, just, like, hammered the Vikings. So, hypothetical. Go for it. Will the Vikings get a top five pick? Do Oof. they pick, do they pick okay. hometown so Lance, or do they pick Justin Fields? At, let's take a look at the, at the winless teams in the NFL. So, hang on. Uh, uh, Tankathon. That's the site I'm looking for. Tankathon. <laughs> this is great radio, by the way, as I try to find everything. Eh? Uh, Tankathon NFL. There we go. 2021 draft order. What do we got? All right. So, as it stands right now, if you're going based off the strength of schedule, the Minnesota Vikings would have the fifth pick. Carolina, Atlanta, Cincy, and Detroit would all pick in front of them. Carolina, if they get number one, it's Trevor Lawrence. Oh, man, Trevor Lawrence throwing to DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. Doesn't have to go far either. And, and Chris McCaffrey, that's a one-year turnaround. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Atlanta can't afford to go quarterback. No, they, they really can't. 
They can. I don't even know what's wrong with Atlanta. Uh, their offensive line is not bad. <laughs> no, no, their offense is fine. Their defense sucks. Their defense is god awful. And okay, what is it with these defensive gurus and having terrible, terrible teams right now? Detroit? Because they because they can't build it. They yeah. can't build the team. Detroit, they, um, Minnesota, uh, Atlanta. This is no longer the league anymore. No. You, it's, it sucks because there's some really good defensive coordinators well, I'd like to see his head We head know coaches, who's going to be getting the coaching job next year. Are you kidding me? Yes, sir. I mean, if he, if Falcons he fans, well. Falcons fans are already, uh, already calling for him. Speaking of which, uh. Yeah. So let's talk about Atlanta. All right. So I actually, I believe I picked Atlanta to win. I want to say I picked Atlanta to win. I, I sent it to y'all, but I can't remember. Uh, I, I again, I'm just you can tell I'm so rusty. I haven't done this in a, in a bit. But did I pick Atlanta? I did pick Atlanta to, to to beat Dallas. I don't know why, considering they they played like crap against Seattle. But then again, I, I thought Seattle's a better team than the Rams. So just by transitive properties. Um, but so I picked Atlanta to win, and I was getting cocky, like midway through the third, just like. Eagles fans and Cowboys fans are finally simpatico in that they both know what it's like to have just crippling depression and sadness worse than your last 12 breakups combined. And then Atlanta just pulled what Atlanta does best and blew a 20-point lead. What, what was that onside kick? Can someone explain to me that onside kick? It's a live ball, guys. It's a live ball. What the hell are you doing? Mm-mm-mm. That made no sense. They just sat there and literally watched the ball. And I sat there at work because it happened while I was working because I, I I did a you know a one thirty to ten yesterday. Yeah. And. They just sat there and they watched Dallas get the ball. I just, I just don't, they lost, their defense is so bad that Dallas was starting both backup offensive tackles and scored 40 points on them. They are so meme worthy, it's not funny. Alright, so here's the deal. Atlanta's gonna be picking, how is a team that has Matt Ryan I get Todd Gurley is basically the, you know, shell of his former self and being held together by duct tape. Um, Julio Jones, Calvin, Calvin Ridley, Ridley. Hayden okay. Hurst, um, J- Jake Matthews at left tackle. Um, they have a pretty solid offensive line. That, that whole offensive line is first round picks. Mm. How does that team? Suck this bad. And it's very simple. That defense couldn't cover me. All right? And I, in my prime, ran a 5-8. Like. <laughs> you said that with so much confidence. <laughs> I, th- I, I thought that you were going to be like 5-1. I thought you were going to be like 5-1, 5-2. like 5-8. No, I ran a 5-8 flat. Devin, do I look like I have an athletic bone in my body? 
I may have been a two-sport athlete. I put the phrase, the term athlete, to its loosest terms. I am by no means athletic. Alright. I was one of of the cerebral players. Alright, it's time for me to eat through the Falcons. Alright. Let's go for it. I'm a mute. Alright. So here we are. Um, so, for years, I've heard Falcons fans tell me that the Saints are wasting Drew Brees' time. They're wasting his prime. You know, they're doing this, they're doing that. You know, he's, the Saints aren't trying to win games. They aren't trying to win playoff games. You know, they're not trying to win. They're not going to be good again. The whole nine. And they've been telling me, you know, Saints, you know, they're the Aints, man. You know, they they just, I've heard so much backlash. I've heard so much, you know, said over the years, you know, you have those Atlanta fans that, you know, reference Katrina and that the NFL gave the Saints the Super Bowl, all of that, you know, whatever, whatever. So Falcons finally have a good team. 2016, you know, they got the MVP, you know, Matt Ryan, up up 28-3 in the Super Bowl, right? You know, Falcons fans celebrating the victory, just got to pick six on Tom Brady. You know, it's over. We're finally going to win the championship. Our curse is over. They blow a 28-3 lead, man. And... Then they get memed the hell out of for the next three three years. Um, then we fast forward to Sunday. You know, before the season, you know, I had people telling me, you know, Falcons are going to be back in the playoffs. No one's going to be able to stop Julio, you know, Calvin Ridley. You know, this offense is unstoppable. Matt Ryan is a top five quarterback. He's elite. Which he is. He is elite. I'm not going to lie about that. He is elite. But you go to the game yesterday, you're the supposed best receiver in the NFL drops an open touchdown and had two catches for 24 yards. Um, And then you're up 20 to zero in the first quarter. In the first quarter. First quarter, right? So you think the game is over. You know, it's done. It's done. Halftime lead, 29 to 10. Nah, there's no way. There's no way the Cowboys come back and win this one. They look awful. Dak Prescott is just going to pad his stats at the end. People are going to discredit him. He doesn't deserve, deserve top five money. Um, Then we get to the fourth quarter. And you're up by 15 points with five minutes left. And then the Last five minutes and two seconds, the Cowboys score 16 points to beat you. And the Saints are wasting Drew Brees' prime. Hello, Matt Ryan. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> like, I, I just don't get it, man. Like, I don't blame Falcons fans for wanting to be done with them, done with the Falcons. Dan Quinn's probably going to be fired at the end of the season. Hell, you might not even make it to eight games. But as a Saints fan, you love to see it. Because they were all on the Saints' head when they lost to the Vikings in the playoffs. I don't forget. I got receipts, so I don't, I don't want to hear nothing else, man. You lost to America's team 
and you blew a 20 point lead. I mean, there, you really can't come back from that. You're done. <laughs> you're, you're mentally I will, done. I will say this, Devin. You are in for some interesting conversations the next time you head back to Cobb County, Georgia. I, listen, I, I do not care. I, I, <laughs> I don't. I'm just, I'm just so, I'm just done with them because they're just like, every year it's like they, they want to come after us. And I, I, I understand that they want to because, you know, they did beat us last year when they should had no business beating us, but they picked what in the top 15 last year and they're about to do it again. In Matt they, Ryan, they, in Matt Ryan's prime, yeah, in his prime, the, his last his last years of his prime, they're wasting away, just like the Saints supposedly did with Drew Brees. So, all I can say is, at least we're getting to the playoffs consistently. I can't say the same about them. So yeah, that they, they, they gonna be bad. They gonna be they just they just gonna be bad. And you know what? The the Falcon, Falcons fans have no right to. to uh, as a neutral fan, as a neutral fan, I am either a, a Falcons fan or, or a Saints fan. We already heard my my 15-minute rant. Um, the Falcons have no right to talk any amount of shit because this is a team that, despite being like founded in like the late 60s, early 70s, didn't get their first year of back-to-back winning records until you and I were in high school. <laughs> Did you know that? No, Do you know what took them 38 years to finally get back-to-back winning seasons? That's bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's bad. 38 years. They made, that is they a went, lot of, of futility. That is that is straight through from – actually, it might have even been longer than that. I think – yeah, we were in like – it was around 40 years, because I think they were founded in 1970, but it wasn't until, like, 2010 that they had had back-to-back winning seasons. Because they'd go to, like, 9-7, and seven, then 6-10. and 10. And that is throughout their entire time with Mike Vick. Wasting two quarterbacks. You get, you get two talented quarterbacks, and you can't get it done. Yeah. I mean... They lost to a broken-down John Elway, too. I mean, the Saints have had literally one elite quarterback in their history, and we cashed in. So, I mean, we might, hopefully, we cash in again this year. This it would it would destroy Falcons fans. Oh, I would, yeah. I just, I would win. I just want to win just to destroy them, because now they can't say anything. <laughs> we're gonna blame it on, that, they gonna blame on the pandemic. These. They're gonna and, blame and on the pandemic now. Actually, no, the Rams still have the ugliest jerseys at the NFL. But the Falcons are a close second. Those jerseys do not get any better on television. All right, we're going to do a couple more a couple more NFL games. And then we'll, and then we'll jump into college. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much wrapping up. I mean, Green Bay looks good. They look really good. Baltimore looks good. Imagine if they had even just strengthened their offense in the draft. Yeah, apparently Packers fans think, oh, we didn't need to address our weaponry, et cetera, et cetera. No, oh, oh, you, you, you just got an to. angry Aaron Rodgers now. You, you gonna need to still, cause, uh, Adam's a little, little banged up. He got a hamstring problem. So now you throw into Scantling and <laughs> all those other guys against Alan Lazard. They play the Saints next Sunday night. So it's gonna be interesting. I mean, I'm it's still gonna, gonna watch 90 Day Fiance over that, but <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm still gonna watch Big Brother. So. 
<laughs> but on to college now. This, Let's this go. Is, this is this is what we're this is what we're our main event now. Um, you know, college football. Some teams have had one game, some two, some three. So it's it's a weird, it's a very very weird uh, structure right now. Before we continue, since definitely since the last time you and I talked, but even since the last episode of the podcast, the Big Ten is back. I can't tell you how I'm excited I am, honestly, because like they have the ACC prospects, they got the Big Twelve, they got the Pac, uh, not Pac twelve yet, you know, they got the SEC. But listen, the Big Ten the prospects SEC is back man. this week. Yeah, but the Big Ten prospects. They have so many dudes, so many dudes. Rashad Bateman might be coming back. Sean Wade's coming back. Wyatt Davis is coming back. We're getting a lot of Big Ten players back. back. Yeah, Parsons might be coming back. Fryermuth is coming back for sure. My tight end one still. Um, it's it's gonna be interesting, man. It's gonna be uh, they got a ten game, uh, a nine game season. Uh, it's kind of weird though. They got eight games and then they got. Every team plays a basically a championship game, so we might get Northwestern Rutgers. Don't want, don't want, don't want, don't want, don't want, don't want. Uh, do not want under any circumstance. Wait, is is Northwestern no. is is Northwestern in the West division? Can tell you. <laughs> we covered this last year, and I don't even know what, what division they're in. Well, we seem to just get, get like everyone's worst season last year. So Northwestern, Big Ten, what are they? They are in the Big Ten West. Perfect. We're gonna get a Rutgers Northwestern finale. Finale. Oh boy. Finale. Right. But, but, but wait, wait, wait. Northwestern actually might be improved because they yeah, no, 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 because they have Peyton Ramsey. You know who I think is actually. Just replace Northwestern with Nebraska, and then we're – oh, God. Oh, God. I think Nebraska – all right. So here's Nebraska's schedule. At Ohio State, to, to start off. Now, Urban Meyer said that um, Ohio State's going to – you know, probably a three-touchdown favorite in that game. And our friend Haley McGoldrick – said that he was being polite and trying to not be biased. And my response was, he can't go on national television. It would be poor form to go on national television and say, they're going to get absolutely shit-stomped. Well, I mean, this... he, already has a, he already has a bias. I mean, he literally picked Ohio State and Florida to be in the college football playoff. Like, hello? Yeah. Do you get uh, any more bias that's that? missing is Utah, but that's because they're not playing. Um but yeah, Ohio State, Nebraska, uh, at Ohio State, Nebraska's gonna lose by 70. Then, you know what their reward for having to, to get that ass whooping by Ohio State is? Do you know what their next week is? Would you like to know? No. It, it, it's Wisconsin. You know what? You know what? They, they did Nebraska. They, they did Nebraska so dirty because. They were talking about leaving the conference. They did them so Okay, hard. So they start with at Ohio State, at home against Wisconsin, then at Northwestern. That could be interesting. Although if it's anything like last year's Northwestern-Nebraska game, that is going to be the worst game of football ever played. 
Then they host Penn State. <laughs> so in the first four games, <laughs> it's three of the top five teams in the At game. best, they're one and three. At best, they're one and three. <laughs> At best, they probably only surrendered 250 points. <laughs> then they host Illinois. Then they go to Iowa. <laughs> All right, so two and four now, potentially. potentially. Uh, then uh, at Purdue, they'll still so, lose that game. Probably. Yeah, D- David Bell's going to put up like 300 yards receiving on them somehow. Um, and then they finish their their season with uh, hosting Minnesota. I don't, see, I don't see more than three wins on that schedule. Good God, man. The, the only team that I think got handed a, a dirtier schedule is Indiana. Yeah, they did Indiana dirty. Penn State, then at Rutgers, so that's a win. <laughs> but the good thing is, is that Indiana gets all of the big-name schools basically at home. So host Penn State, at Rutgers, Michigan at home, at Michigan State, at Ohio State, Maryland, at Wisconsin, hosting Purdue. Well, uh, I'm gonna tell Michael Penix to go ahead and stay another year, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna tell I, uh, I, Bob I, Hillier that uh, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> yeah, you know, Michigan fans are very, very confident, despite the fact that their team is once again just gonna roll over and die like they always do. They have an 8 a.m. game. What the hell? They're, according that to has to be a typo. Google, That's a typo. It has to be, because according to their game against Minnesota, is apparently at 8 a.m. I mean, that, that might be their only chance to win, so. Uh, yeah, it's at Minnesota, so they've lost that game. Uh, oh, then the, then they get Michigan State at Indiana, uh, home against Wisconsin. I mean, they're going to beat Rutgers. Uh, then they host Penn State, they'll lose that one. They'll beat Maryland, because everybody beats Maryland. And then... The, the the big game against Ohio State, you know that school that Jim Harbaugh has. It's not, it's, please stop calling it a big game. It, it's it <laughs> it's is not, that game is that no Ohio longer. State that is an amped up bye week. I'm looking no at the schedules and like yeah, like for like seriously, Nebraska, Indiana, even Purdue didn't get that bad of a schedule pull. Um, but yeah, so the Big Ten is back. Let's talk about last week's college football. There wasn't a lot of it to talk about, but yeah. let's start with the team that I guess I am currently representing, since I am wearing a Chuba Hubbard jersey. I called that o- Oklahoma State in their first game was going to be sloppy. Who knows what you know? How prepared they were for Tulsa? Give a, you know how rough that off season was for them. Everything that went down. Whether their team would want to play for Mike Gundy. And I said that if Tulsa got the uh, the run game going early, then they would stick in it longer than they had any business doing because of Shamari Brooks, who got hurt in practice. Um, but regardless, I still picked Oklahoma State to win by 10. I thought it would be a higher scoring game, like maybe 45-35. I did not see 16-7 to coming. I mean, only good thing I can say about Oklahoma State in that game was the defense. I mean, Spencer Sanders got hurt. He, he Spencer Sanders got hurt inadvertently. Um, I still don't know how he got hurt. I've watched the play like 
15, 20 times. And I don't know what happened. I just don't know what happened. I don't know if he bumped knees with uh, Chuba Hubbard or what, but it was a rough game for him, rough game for Hubbard. Uh, Tylen Wallace was getting his lunch money took. Some parts of the game, some parts he was taking it back. It was a weird game. It was a very weird game. Chuba didn't play all that well. Yeah. 27 carries, 96 yards. Yeah, the offensive line is horrible. Their, yeah. their offensive line is not good. They were getting manhandled by Tulsa. Which is not good. Yeah. Manhandled. Uh, let's see what else. I, I'm literally just going to bring up some like the, the key games where I can go through every game because that would take forever, and we're already at a long podcast. Uh, Clemson did exactly what I thought they would. They just dismantled the Citadel. Yeah, um, Trevor Lawrence made some ridiculous throws. He played a quarter. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, Notre Dame. I said that Notre Dame would have their typical Notre Dame special blowout where they win by like 28, but you'd never know, you know, based off of actually how they played. Uh, I was wrong. They won by, uh, 52. Yep, 52's up. Um, I mean, I'm not really impressed with them. I like some no. of their players on defense. Uh, I like Eichenberg, their tackle. Uh, yeah, Ian Book is not good. Ian Book sucks. Uh, I like their their, their offensive tackle, Lee Eichenberg. I didn't get a chance to really watch him much in the summer. Oh, sorry, I, I overestimated the number of yards Chuba had. It was 93, not 96. Yeah, um, uh, Notre Dame, I think Ian Book is simply going to get drafted because of the team he played for. He's going to be like a seventh round pick. Uh, Cincinnati destroyed Austin P. Who could possibly care? Um, Desmond Ritter, your guy. Yeah, but he wasn't even the leading passer in this game, man. <laughs> yeah, it, it it didn't matter. You got to wait till next week. Okay, so Georgia Tech. They are incredibly fun. Yes, and they I knew are they an incredibly be- fun team. They, but they are raw as hell. I called the win against um, Florida. Uh, Florida State. And I need to do this as an article rather than just putting these out on Twitter. Um, but, yes, I did call the win with uh, with Georgia Tech uh, beating Florida State. And I was shocked. Uh, I thought maybe they could keep this close against uh, Central Florida. But I had a feeling that just... UCF would pull away, and they did. They they won forty nine to you know to twenty one. Um, I hate that this is now given Central Florida that we're the best um, team in the state of Florida. Just when I thought they were getting likable, oh boy, I want to see UCF just get stomped by someone again. Um, Louisiana Lafayette barely escapes Georgia State. I didn't see that one coming. I had that one being over by halftime. Uh, Levi Lewis, down game. Elijah Mitchell playing his uh, playing out of his mind mm-hmm. for uh, Lafayette. I think he's definitely a stock up guy. What on earth happened to App State? I mean, pretty much Marshall, uh, they shut down that offense, man. Marshall, yeah. they're a dark horse winner conference. I mean... I got freshman, red, yeah, redshirt freshman quarterback Grant Wells. Fun fact: the DB on Marshall, Stephen Gilmore, he is Stephon Gilmore's little brother. Oh, and he played really, really well. He he, he had some uh, defensive pass interferences at the beginning of the game, but he really locked down uh, his matchup 
in in the second quarter and pretty much the second half. So there's someone to watch. Let's talk about the the big game from the weekend, Miami at Louisville. I had this one being really close. I figured probably within a touchdown. Um, I picked Louisville to win um, just because uh, there's a precedent of Miami playing like crap uh, in important games early on in the season, late in the season, just at any point in the season. This is a different Canes team. They have it's, it's, so much different. Talent. So much. Derek King has fit perfectly. He has been better in this offense than any of the quarterbacks they decided to throw on the field last year. Uh, better than um, Brad Kaya. Better than really any quarterback they've had in a long time now. Uh, he may be small. Like he may be really small. He's like five nine, if I'm not mistaken. Five. Yeah. He's not big. He is not 5'11". I'm sorry, ESPN. That's just false. Like, he just, he just isn't. Um, man, this was, this was just fun on all accounts because Derek King looks fantastic. Malik Cunningham. I thought it was Michael Cunningham. Ma- yes, Michael Cunningham. According to ESPN, it's Malik, but when did he start going by Malik? I swear it was Mikhail Cunningham. I, I thought, I thought it was Mikhail Cunningham too. Is that a different? Do they have two, multiple Cunninghams at quarterback? Then is I'm so confused. No, this is the same guy. Yes, yeah, it's, it's Mikhail. His Cunningham. name is Mikhail Malik Cunningham. Oh, that makes sense now. So yeah, it's okay. I guess he's going by Malik now. Um, like Wait. he had a great. Oh my god. Yeah. Actually, uh, there was a 24/7 article. Is it Malik or Mikhail? Yeah, because ESPN has him as one, and then Louisville's own website has him as the other. It says he was known as Malik Cunningham until prior to the Boston College game early last October. Huh. And that, he, said, yeah. he said he would like to go by his first name, Mikhail, instead of Malik. So it's Mikhail Cunningham until now. Cunningham told ESPN College Game Day that ABC TV crew heading that he wants to go back to the league. <laughs> bro, just make up your mind, bro. Just make up your so, mind. So, uh, Malik Cunningham. Uh, Cunningham. Yeah. The quarterback yeah. formerly known as Malik Cunningham. Uh, he went like 26 of 36. Um, and like 300 yards. The two running backs, man. Uh, you know that I am all in on, on Javion Hawkins. He, yep. he may never be a full-time back um, at the NFL level, and he can't pass block worth a damn. But, but, 27 for 164 and a touchdown. You you can't teach that. Um, I don't know who Cameron Harris was, uh, because this year, he's already 26 carries, 268, three touchdowns, put up 134 on just nine carries against Louisville. Uh, which, you know, that shouldn't happen. <laughs> that just shouldn't. Uh, he, he's coming off of, he's gotten 134 yards in both games so far. Uh, he did it on 17 carries against UAB. Uh, Miami's defense, loadable playmakers. Biggest stock up from, from that game, though, has to be Brevin Jordan. For sure. Uh, holy crap, man. I won't go uh, as far as I won't go as far as to say he's tied in one, but 
he, I think he definitely marked his top three position at the. At oh the position. yeah, he already was for me. He and he and Frymuth were 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 neck and neck because I still have Kyle Pitts as number one. Uh, but oh Nelly, yeah, uh, he put up seven catches, 120 yards, a touchdown, hurdled over a dude, which is hard to do when you're six three two forty five. Yep. Um. Yeah. He's this, talented. This team. This team is good. This team is really good. And that defense, man. That defense. We, you yeah. and I were talking before we went on air. This defense had Rizzo not declared. It would have had Greg Rizzo, Jalen Phillips, and Quincy Roche. It would have been insane. It would have been way, been way too much. It would have been way too much for a team to uh, game plan against. But, you know, it is It is what it is. You know, I mean, if Roche continues his, his dominance, I mean, he might be being called before. Russo, you know, maybe. Oh, um, we'll see. should we? I know when this is released, it's going to be like Tuesday or Wednesday. So, um, you know, it, it may be a little early, but you and I only record once a week. So <laughs> let's take a look at the college games for this week. Now, again, Big 12 play is back again. The SEC is back. So I have ESPN's top 25 Um just pulled up in front of me, and we'll go through those games because I really don't care about the non-top 25 games this year. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and if any of them stand out, we'll talk about them in next week's pod. So, starting off. Oh, boy. Uh, Oklahoma hosting Kansas State. Oklahoma, you said hosting Kansas State? Yeah, it's yeah. going to be a bloodbath. Um, that's going to be a just straight up murder. I, I do want to say I did call uh, Kansas State losing a couple weeks ago to Arkansas State. I did not. And Kansas State, uh, their offensive line is full of underclassmen. Um, they didn't They're look good last year. The rest of their offensive line sucks. Yeah. Um, Scarlett Thompson, he is probably going to be changing positions at the next level. I say that hesitantly, but or I playing think, in Canada. Yeah, I think he's not. There's a chance he does not play quarterback in the NFL if he gets in the NFL. Yeah. Um, but he he's just can Kansas State's offense as a quarterback is a destiny. I mean, you don't throw the ball down the field. You run the ball 20 times a game yourself. It's it's just a, it's just a crapshoot. I know they beat. Uh, who did they beat last year? Kansas State beat Oklahoma last year, didn't they? I think, I think so. they did. I think they did. Yeah, they did. Um, it's not gonna happen this year. No. Spencer Rattler uh, is probably gonna play the first half, and that's it. Yeah, this is gonna be a blowout. Uh, this next one, I'm amazed at the line that's only eleven dollars. That's right. Sorry, only eleven eleven points. I mean, spend a hundred and fifty bucks to get into this one. Florida at Ole Miss. That's number five, Florida at unranked Ole Miss. All right, so before I pick the game, I will go down kind of the prospects I'm looking at. Obviously, Kyle Trask, uh, you know, Pitts, he's going to be someone to watch as well. Uh, I, I don't know too many Florida defensively, players defensively. Uh, Marco Wilson, their, their whole secondary, their whole secondary. Then you got Ole Miss, uh, Elijah Moore, who made the, the famous incident. Um, um and- yeah. Momo yeah, Sonogo and Sam Williams. 
I also looking at uh, Lakai Henry. He's a linebacker for Ole Miss. He was a uh, transfer number one player last year. Uh, I've seen some film on him. He got absolutely pancaked against Alabama last year, like most players did. Um, but I am looking at him closely. I will probably be doing a breakdown of him later this week because um, he he has extremely fat. He's extremely fast. He has uh, really nice closing speed on tackles. Really a sideline, a sideline guy. I just have some issues with him uh, block shedding. So, but uh, those are guys I'm looking at. Florida's going to win by at least 20 points. Yeah. Uh, next up, number seven, Notre Dame versus Wake Forest. I put out on Twitter that I think Wake Forest might actually be the worst team in the ACC. They lost to the team that I thought was going to be the worst, and that was uh, North Carolina State. Yeah, Wake Forest is a rebuilding year, man. That's pretty much yep. it. Sam Sam Hartman is on an island of his own, and then you got Carlos Basham. That's about it for Wake. He's Forest. played all right. He's played yeah. all right. He's better. He's played better than I thought he would. Yeah, for I sure. I don't think he's like the second best pass rusher that some people. I still have him as like a day three guy. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I got Notre Dame winning. Uh, you want to hear a disrespectful uh, betting line? <laughs> Oh, God. Number eight, Auburn, is favored over no- number 23, Kentucky, by ten and a half. That's disrespectful. Considering that Ole Miss I, is only 1,100 dogs to Florida. I hope Kentucky comes out and beat them. I'm picking Kentucky. I'm, I'm going to pick man. Auburn within a touchdown. I, I'm picking Kentucky. Uh, I really love their offensive line. They probably their have one of the so good. They have one of the best offensive lines in the country. Landon Young, Drake Jackson. Uh, all of those guys are, are phenomenal. Um, defensively, they have some really good. They have a really good secondary. Um, they got uh, Auburn. Yeah, they got Yusef. They got uh, Corker. Um, they got Eichels. So they they got some talented guys in, in Kentucky secondary. Auburn, you know, they got Seth Williams, uh, Big Cat Bryant, uh, KJ Britt. Those are some of the guys I'm looking at, um, but I think it's going to be a big, a big struggle day for Auburn. But maybe, maybe again, you know, uh, what's his name? What's, what's the quarterback's name? Uh, for Auburn? Yeah. Bo Nix. Yeah, yeah, Bo Nix. Uh, I think he'll, he'll have a decent day. He'll have a decent day. But yeah, I, I'm picking Kentucky to win. Uh, number 13, UCF versus East Carolina. Holton Aylers. Remember that Deontay name. Deontay Smith. Remember remember Holton Aylers, uh, C.J. Johnson, Deontay Smith. Remember those three names for East Carolina when they get beat by 28. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, UCF. I hate uh, UCF so much, but this team's going to win. Like, and gonna yeah, U- UCF has some has some guys now. Uh, the, the slot receiver, Marlon Williams, had a really good game this past week. Dylan Gabriel, he's only a sophomore, but he's going to be uh, in the mix next year, you know, as more of the, the second tier guys. We know who the first tier is already. Um, and then you got uh, Richie Grant defensively. He's been a, a ball hawk. Um, but other than that, um, like I said, I'm, I'm not – you know how I feel about UCF. I'm not really a big fan of them, but they do have some, they do have some prospects. Georgia Southern at number 19, Louisiana Lafayette. Louisiana, baby. I, you know who I'm picking, man. Uh, you know, Levi Lewis. This video just froze, y'all. Oh, no. 
Oh, I lost you for a second. You just yeah. complete. You were so hyped. You left. Louisiana. All right. Um, this could be a blowout. I, Sorry, I hope Jordan. so. They 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 struggle, but see Levi Lewis bounce back. I'm I'm gonna continue to ride the Levi Lewis train even if he doesn't get drafted. Um, because yep. this is really I think this is gonna be a pivotal draft to see how teams value shorter guys because De'Ara King and Levi Lewis are basically in the same boat. They're both small quarterbacks, so mm. we'll see we'll see what what the NFL thinks. Of them. Number twenty four Louisville at number twenty one Pittsburgh. Pitt. Kenny Pickett looks good. That touchdown he had against Syracuse, he threw that on a line. Um, really like their defense, too. I, I got to take Pitt. Pitt barely put away Syracuse, which is not a very good team right now. They, I think they beat Austin P in their first game. I think... Austin P has faced every team in college football already. <laughs> they it feels like that way. Games. They play yeah, like exactly. games already. They play like week zero. They play the next week. Then, good God. Yeah, they, they have played so every week games. so much. Yeah. Um, they barely, like, they, be, they beat Austin P big, and then they barely put away Syracuse. But Louisville, man. The I mean, I'm looking at Louisville, man. Yeah. No This one's tough. Louisville just doesn't have the offensive line. It's going to be a long day, but this is going to be close. It's going to be a long day for uh, Malik Cunningham. (laughs) For for Mr. Cunningham. I forgot to mention Tutu Atwell. He had a pretty good game against Miami, too. Yeah. Our guy, speaking of Malik's, our guy. um, Malik Obi. Malik Obi said he may sneak into round one, and that no, nah, bro. He is just too light. He will get Hollywood hurt. Brown got twenty pounds on him. He'll get murdered. Oh my god, bro. He, he's gonna um, get he's gonna get overdrafted. Oh I, I yeah, think that's gonna happen. He's gonna, he's go gonna get the KJ Hamler treatment. I think. Yeah, Hamler actually had a decent debut though. He did. He did. I just. I don't know. KJ Hamlet just seems like a reach. Yeah. Um. All right. So, so LSU oh. is favored by uh 19 points over Mississippi State. That is a huge mistake. That is a huge mistake. LSU is going to murder them. I don't see it. I think it's going to be a struggle game. Um. Oh. Colin Hill this is from a Tigers fan. Colin Hill is coming back. Uh, they do have Costello in the fold. They do have Mike Leach. I know it. I know it's a long but, shot. I know it's a long shot. It takes a lot of time to set up an air raid offense. Yeah, but LSU's lost some I, key defenders in the back end. But KJ Costello sucks. Hey, if you ask other people, they they the jury's still out on him. Yeah, and people thought Manziel was a good prospect. What's your point? <laughs> I mean, technically he was until he, you know he couldn't stop doing things. People thought Christian Hackenberg was a good prospect. What's your point? 
All right, we can move on. Uh, uh, yeah, Texas, LSU's going to win. LSU's yeah, going to win, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout. There are a lot of good games because we got Texas. Okay, this is not a good game, but Texas at Texas Tech. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the game beneath it. Um, I was like, uh, Texas, they're playing Texas Tech, buddy. Uh, but yeah, 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 yeah. murder, murder. Uh, this is a team that barely beat Houston Baptist. Uh, Texas is. Texas Tech may give up 900 passing yards just this week. Yep, Sam Ellinger is going to continue to look good, but he's still a day three prospect. Yes, sir. Uh, Texas Tech uh, has the worst defense possibly in college football history. <laughs> you could you could literally throw out a receiving core of you, me. Andrew Harbaugh and both of our mamas, and we would probably still get a 500-yard passing game up against that defense. At very least, we would put up a combined 400. Yikes. Uh, Number 22, Army, at number 14, Cincinnati. Man, uh, I guess Cincinnati, Army, they look good. They've looked good so far. I am uh, going with Army. You don't believe in your guy. Desmond Ritter is my guy, but but mm-hmm. Army's just so good, man. They're gonna run the shit out of that ball. They're make that sure that true. Desmond Ritter doesn't have doesn't have a lot of time in terms of having the ball in his hands. That is very true, but I, I guess it's an A still winning. Holy crap, there are so many teams. I think every team in the top 25 is playing. Pretty much. Uh, West Virginia at Oklahoma State. This team shit-stomped Eastern Kentucky, and I truly don't care. As this Has everyone taken a chance at Eastern Kentucky at this point? <laughs> I mean, Marshall, Marshall did the dirty to them, and then apparently West Virginia did too. Uh, Jared Dogie put up 228 yards and three touchdowns and only had six incompletions. And this is a guy that played like crap last year. I'm taking Oklahoma State. I like West Virginia's defense. I think that they have some dudes. I think that Oklahoma State honestly just kind of like need to get their bearings, play like crap against Tulsa, and it's just going to be an absolute mud stomping against the Mountaineers. Sorry to the Stills brothers. Yeah, uh, one of my guys is Justin, uh, no, not Justin Fields. Obviously, he's good. Tony Fields, the, the second, the linebacker, uh, for West Virginia. I have no idea why. Our chemistry is just off this week. Yeah. Uh, Tony Fields, uh, the second, the linebacker, he, he transferred from, uh, Arizona to West Virginia. Um, he's someone that I really like in this class, uh, as a, as a potential late day two, day three. Uh, selection. Um, obviously the Stills brothers are, are really good defensively, but Oklahoma State's going to bounce back and, and really uh, take it to West Virginia this week. Absolutely. Uh, all right. This next one, number four, Georgia is favored by 22 points at Arkansas. And the line is right. I mean, Arkansas is bad. They just. Now, it's, it's, who it is, is a better player? JT Daniels isn't playing. Jamie Newman has gone pro. So George is on like quarterback three or four, or Felipe Franks. Quarterback three or four. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Felipe Franks is not a draftable prospect nope. at all. Watch out for left tackle Myron Cunningham, uh, running back Kane Boyd, 
linebacker Bumper Pool, just for the sake of the fact that we have a man named Bumper Pool. Georgia, however, has just so many good players, especially on defense. I don't see Arkansas being able to stick to the 22-point line. What about you? Yeah, uh, I don't, it's going to be an ugly one. Um, like you said, the, the the prospects for Arkansas, for Georgia, they got Richard LeCount, Tyson Campbell, uh, Jordan Davis on the interior for Georgia, offensive line-wise for Georgia, Ben Cleveland, uh, and then we have George Pickens, who won't be out till 2022, most likely. So we got a bevy of prospects to look at in this game, but Georgia's going to stomp Arkansas. I can't believe I'm reading this, but tickets to get into Missouri versus Alabama are starting at $181. I would never go for that much money. No. Let, let alone during a pandemic. Let alone during a pandemic, but I don't think you could convince me to, to pay $180 to see Missouri. Uh, they have Nick Bolton. That is, that is that, pretty that, much that, it. That pretty much it. Tyler Beatty's pretty good. Other than that, there's just not a lot there. Alabama's going to just destroy them. Uh, loaded, loaded. I feel like 21 and a half is a disrespectful line to Alabama. I think that's on par because at the end of the game, they're not even going to have starters in. So that is true. Um, moving on, how is Texas A&M ranked number 10? I mean, they're a good team. They're not 10th in the nation. Jimbo, man, Jimbo. Uh, they are favored by 28 and a half over Vandy. I mean, sure. I mean, Vandy's not great, and they're not getting any better. So I think we're kind of at that point now <laughs> where Vandy is just... They're Vandy. Yeah. Uh, so I think we're taking Texas A&M in this one? Yeah. All right, number 12, Miami, taking on Florida State. Miami might blow Florida State out, honestly. I'm thinking so, too. They might. Um, Florida State just looked rough. They had it going early, but their offensive line is still bad, and you're going against a really good pass rush. It's gonna. It might be a long day. It might be a long day for Florida State. Um can't can't build rum overnight, so they're gonna take their lumps this season. So it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those games for Florida State. It's gonna be ugly. Absolutely. Uh, number sixteen, Tennessee, favored by three and a half at South Carolina. Uh, I'm excited for Tennessee. I don't um, think they should be ranked, but I'm I'm excited for them. Uh, Guantanamo needs to uh, to get going, man. Uh, so but the defense... call of Guantanamo. Yeah. And, Guarantano? Yeah, that name. Um, <laughs> wow. Jared Guarantano Bay. I'm so use that one now. Yeah. Um Yeah, defensively for Tennessee, they got they got some really good uh DBs, uh Bryce Thompson, Alante Taylor, uh two guys I'll be looking out for on Tennessee. Sean Schamberger. Him as well. That's quite that the name. Fantastic offensive line that they've got with Trey Smith and Cade Mays. Yeah, it, it should be a good one. Uh, South Carolina, they got those two DBs, uh, Muko, is it? Mukuamu. Yeah, Mukuamu and uh, J.C. Horn. They got those two guys. Um, surprised that they didn't uh, start Helensky this year. Um, 
they're starting another another quarterback, so that'll be interesting offensively wise. But other than that, South Carolina doesn't have much. Number twenty, Virginia Tech at, uh, hosting NC State. Virginia Tech finally playing their game. They were supposed to play Virginia last week, but COVID. Um, we'll see if the game actually happens. Um, that's a lot. Oh, of, yeah, a lot with these. Garisov. Yeah, uh, th- that's a lot with um, these games. We have to take into account that these uh, there's a possibility that some of these will get canceled. Yeah. And last, but I was gonna say certainly not least, but probably least. Uh, BYU, uh, number 18 in the country, facing Troy. Our guy, Dante Colinelli, Zach Wilson. He's on the Zach Wilson hive. Uh, so I think I'm Gunner Romney. <laughs> Who's that? Uh, wide receiver for, for BYU. Four catches, 134 yards, and a touchdown. The grandson of, yes, that Mitt Romney. Oh, God. I, I should have known by the last name. Uh, one more, one more game to, to take a note, um, to take a look at this weekend as well. Um, TCU will be in action. Finally. They they will be playing Iowa State. I want to watch that game simply for the fact that the two safeties are Darius Washington and Trayvon Morig. Uh, I want to watch Purdy. that game just so we can finally put the Brock Purdy as QB4 narrative to, to rest. That needs to I, go. I think. Did did not did the Louisiana Lafayette game not do that? Uh, apparently not, because some people are stuck. Well, 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 every quarterback's entitled to a bad game. That wasn't that, just a bad game. That was, that was embarrassing. Well, it, the fact is that it's not even the stats. It's the fact that he's reverting back to things that made him questionable, like throwing off his back foot and fading away when throwing and not being able to read defenses. I mean. Those three things alone should not have him as QB4. I mean, I don't know who you put at at this point, but he's not it. Yeah, this is uh, – I'm trying to see if there are any other, like, notable games we should talk about. I think we went through a lot of them. Um, Georgia Tech and Syracuse, that should be fun. Uh, other than that, not a whole lot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm looking through as well. There's really not a whole bunch going. This I mean, week. we could watch Baylor versus Kansas, or we could not and say we still didn't. Uh, absolutely not. If wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what do we got? If the game happens, yes. Because Baylor's what had what two games canceled already or something like that. Yeah, they yeah. had Louisiana Tech and the Houston game both postponed. <clears> so I don't. I don't, honestly, Baylor might not even play football this year, man. Yeah, they, they they're it's bad. It's bad for them, COVID wise. Yep. Uh, any last words before we wrap up? I swear to God, you and I have been recording for like an hour and a half, regardless of how long. Yeah, almost two hours. <laughs> uh, I words hours. cannot describe just how bad this has been. We've had to switch devices. Uh, yeah, this is. If you're listening to this on iTunes. This is absolutely the right week to be doing so. Amen. Things were going fine until we hit about... Mid- yeah, I think we're going to skip the video this week. <laughs> it's going to be too much to cut. <laughs> it's going to be. It's going to take like 18 hours to cut all this. Um, yeah. yeah, so no I mean, video. Uh, this is literally just to save Devin a crap load of editing time, because Devin Dunn got a real job, too. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, last thing, like I said, I'm glad to have you back. Um, you know, just 
We're doing a lot of great work at Blue Chip Scouting. Uh, I do want to say that, you know, really proud of the guys and, and the work we've been putting in and getting articles out pretty much every week. Uh, you know, we've got fantasy football covered, uh, got college prospects covered, you know, got Jared and Dante with kind of their scouts notes of the week. Uh, I tried to chip in and break down a prospect or two, uh, to keep an eye out for every weekend. Um, you know, Mike came back and, you know, is uh, contributing as well. Uh, Fornis is back and, you know, he had his wedding and, you know, honeymoon, but now he's back into scouting. So a lot of really good dis- discussions, a lot of really good content being put out. Uh, Andrew Harbaugh as well. He's doing a really good job. Uh, so probably guys at Blue Chip Scouting, um, really excited to see, you know, as things continue to take off um, and, you know, ready, ready to hit the senior bowl, man, for sure. As something I'm looking forward to, and every week, you know, it's one week closer to February and being in Mobile. So, you know, hopefully we get to do yeah, that if this it year. Happens. Yeah, hopefully we get to do that this year. You know, with everything going on with COVID, I think they'll find a way to make it happen. Uh, whether or not we actually get to go, that's going to be a whole different conversation. Uh, but yeah, I just want to get a quick shout out to the guys, of course. Um, you know. Continue doing great work, guys. Uh, and you know, it's, it's great to be a part of something special. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, like I said at the beginning of this, thanks to everybody that kind of reached out to me, uh, when I was going through some things. Um, and, um, yeah. Um, you know, till next time, guys, wear a mask so that maybe in 2021, College football games aren't getting canceled every week. What do you say? Just a thought. Yeah. All right, guys. I'm going to get out of here. <laughs>